You're listening to The Comedy Cellar, live from the table, on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to The Comedy Cellar Show here on Sirius XM Channel 99. I'm here with uh, Dan Natterman and, of course, Miss uh, Kristen Gonzalez. Um, what do you say with a list? Isn't that how you're supposed to say it? <laughs> no. How do you say it? Castellano. Go, oh, yeah. I don't think Castellano, uh, that would be going I don't think he's from Barcelona. I think, yeah, he, exactly. I think his people are from a more Western Hemisphere. Too. <laughs> I, was, I, was, uh, I was paying him uh, a compliment, a little respect. I was trying okay. to get, you know, elevate his, uh, his, his rank. Status. His rank. Okay, great. Um, but I think, last, first of all, I think last week's show may have been our most important show ever. Have you been getting as many comments about this no, show? No, I haven't uh, been. I've been getting nonstop uh, text messages from Nick DiPaolo, uh, um, a bunch of other comedians. Uh, I can't remember. Were they, who, um, they were upset about it. No, they. Oh, listened, oh uh, um, Rich Voss, Bonnie. Um, people listen to this show. A lot of people <laughs> caught this show, and uh, we're talking about how how good we were with this Rolling Stone writer. A lot of people complained. Because you ripped him one, <laughs> basically. Yeah, well, and that uh, Jim David was criticized roundly for for <laughs> doing material on the show. Which actually didn't didn't bother me none, but uh, uh, apparently Which it has to be funny material. He he did. I I find I I find his material funny. Mm. So, but in any event, so a lot of people did hear the show, and then I got contacted today on Facebook by an old friend who said he happened to hear the show. He said he heard it on Channel ninety four, but he may have just made a mistake. In any event, so I think last week's show was very very good. What did people like about it though? What's the? Wait, were you there last week? Yeah. They really. Li- they liked the uh, fact. That it was interesting, and that we took it to this guy. Oh, that God. we stood up for truth and, okay, and, okay. and reality, and didn't let the liberal media just uh, the the Lugan, the Lugan press, as the alt right calls them, the, st- the steam steamroll us into a. Uh, a um, Although he was a nice guy, into a cliche. He was nice. He is nice. Um, I heard, by the way, Noam, before we get to our guests, we have a very esteemed guest this week, probably one of our more esteemed guests that we've ever had. Agreed. Uh, Janine Garofalo, star of uh, film and Garofalo TV. Garofalo or Garofalo? A Gar- I don't know. Garofalo, I okay, guess. Okay, go ahead. Uh, she'll be along uh, by and by. But I, I, I did want to ask you a question. I heard there's a new rule here at the cellar. Just once again, for those not familiar with the place, there's a restaurant upstairs called the Olive Tree. Downstairs, we have the Comedy Club. And if people upstairs that are at the restaurant want to go to the bathroom, they have to go downstairs and go through the Comedy Club. Now, heretofore, when Chris Rock was on stage, customers were not allowed to go to the bathroom. We would right. tell them the bathroom was broken, right? No. which I've never heard at any restaurant ever in my life. But in any case, that's what we tell them. No, that's not what we would tell them. Uh, but, but, we, would always, we would have oh, some kind being of clean. We need Liz. We need Liz. Uh, uh, uh. Why? Go ahead, Dan. Go ahead. Well... Because we, you didn't, uh, Noam didn't want the show disturbed with people going Ava. in. And, She's the original. No. With people going in and out during his set. Right. So there was a nobody goes to the bathroom. You had to go to a bathroom down the street. Right. Or order a pitcher and pee in that. <laughs> but uh, I'm kidding about that. But um, apparently that rule has been lifted. Now people can go, can pee or shit or what have you during Chris Rock's set. Really? No. Well, that's what I was the... told that was the new rule. The rule has been lifted. It has this been abrogated. Highly uh, more. Hi. Hi, uh, Lee Moore. Okay, we'll get okay. to Lee Moore's here. But toward the end, Lee Moore. Toward the end. So, uh, so this is it. <laughs> da- 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 um, <laughs> there's, there's always been this uh, uh, thing about because the customers have to walk right past the stage for uh, to go to the bathroom. So we still and, and the rule hasn't been totally lifted. So we try to keep it to a minimum. 
But the fact is, you can't tell people they can't use the bathroom, especially when... Well, you've been doing it for years. No, no, we didn't have been doing it. Actually, we, all, we, we have a deal with the Cafe Juan, which is the next right next door, that people can go down and use that bathroom. But from time to time, or for whatever reason, if the wah is closed, or, or for whatever reason, I all I did was tell them, listen, it's not the end of the world if if one person has to use the bathroom because right. after all, the customers get up and use the bathroom. It's, it's not like it's not right. like uh, it sticks out like a sore thumb that somebody walked across the the aisle. And then Chris is one of the uh, Chris is one of the only comedians who didn't. Well, he worked here coming up, but he didn't. He didn't work here as we were already successful. He kind of worked here before we were really successful and then came back once he were successful. But the other comedians like Amy, Aziz, and whoever else, uh, Ray Romano, who, whoever else it is that... Uh, They're used to it because they've been they here never, for a long time. They never knew the Comedy Cellar stage when there weren't people using the bathroom. Right. So it was hardly uh, unusual to them or stood out to them that somebody didn't use the bathroom. And, of course, if you tell somebody they can't use the bathroom, they're going to get furious. I would right. get furious, too. I'm in a restaurant. So it's like, like everything when you're in charge of an organization. You, you try to make a rule, but you also try to get people to weigh and, and kind of use a, call some audibles and it's it always people go on a power trip this is the problem they go on a, they enjoy telling people nope bathroom's closed you know Liz yes. sit down one second please I tried to spare you but really? unfortunately you were you were summoned what is the new rule about when Chris Rock is in the bathroom is, is on people stage people can use the bathroom no who told you that that people can use the bathroom what what I, I thought the rule was this. First, we tell them to use the wah. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Yes. And if they can't use the wah... Then we have to... Then we'll let, let them, them use, them the, use bathroom. the bathroom. Yes. That's correct. Yes. Yes. So it's not the end of the world, but we still do try to avoid I, it. I thought it was a blanket abrogation of the previous legislation regarding uh, going to the bathroom when Chris Rock was on stage. Listen, but it is, a, it is a flexible on case-by-case -case basis. It's everything short of... See, what, see, what happened is that the other night, somebody came in and wanted to use the bathroom, a customer... And by the way, you get in touch with that customer? Uh, yes, I emailed, invited them back, and right. thank you very much, blah, blah, blah. So the customer came and wanted to use the bathroom. and says, bathroom's for customers only. So then he said, okay, well, then I'll buy a drink. And then the manager said, no, doesn't matter. Even if you buy a drink, you can't use the bathroom because you're just, you're just buying the drink to use the bathroom. Now, first of all, the drink is money, so, right? Right. So why would you tell, but, but that, I know that sounds petty, but just like from a manager's point of like, and I'm like, okay, but if, he, if we can't tell him he can't buy a drink, and once he buys a drink, he is a customer, and if he's a customer, we have to arrange a bathroom for him. Yeah. So the customer left furious, and I'm like, that, and then he's, of course, going to go on, uh, I was going to say Craig, on Yelp, Yelp and yeah. listen, like all this, I'm saying, just, just let the guy use the fucking bathroom. It, it doesn't mean that the entire thing is going to come crumbling down, you know? And Chris is actually doesn't mind. I was saying, I don't think I do. And, and he knows. I, I, I don't know if I said it or I just, it was in my head and I never actually got it out. Sometimes he'll do an hour. So we can't close the bathroom down for an hour. So yeah. we try to fit it in, you know, a little bit at a time, whatever it is. And um, the truth yeah, is... I always thought that historically it was because when people find out that someone's on stage down there, when the word travels, when John Mayer was coming out, when Chappelle was here, then everybody tries to go down it and really, they it, say, that doesn't oh, really I have to happen use the like that anymore. Yeah. And then you know, you sort of see that happening right. if it is and going to happen. And then you're like, no. Yeah. And we have it on the freaking TV exactly. screens anyway. Yeah, so right. I mean, the people are. 
No one. Let's uh, can we get uh, uh, Calabria and uh, Janine over? Dan, Dan is like this is turned out to no, be no, 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 I'm not nervous. I think that we have this is a fascinating discussion, but I think it's been. Tr- I think but it's listen, been given the treatment it deserves. This, this is really the problem. I wanted. And to, I brought it up, so so yeah, uh, you know, responsibility. I wanted to build a new bathroom in the olive tree. However, I'm sorry. <laughs> it was right. Years ago, I wanted to build a bathroom right, right where we're sitting, and um, wasn't unable to do it because of all the rules and regulations well, regarding you a bathroom. Have to, wouldn't you have to change everything to become ADA compliant if well, you did first, that? First of all, you'd have. It, it's what? an amazing story. First of all, you'd have to change everything to be ADA compliant, which makes it. That's uh, the American Disabilities Act. Yes, which uh, uh, makes it very make, means it has to take up like twice as much space. Mm-hmm. As but also, this is the best part. It was against the law to have unisex bathrooms. As a matter of fact, we had to rebuild the underground bathrooms. Oh, that's right. (laughs) Because you weren't allowed to have men and women. Right, right. And now, it turns out, it's a human rights violation to not have have unisex bathrooms. So, this is uh, Make America Great Again. Okay. So, are we... uh, Another reason I want to get them over here is I'm always nervous that someone's going to sit down. No, that's what I was saying when I said you're nervous. You want to just get to the... I want to make sure all the places are taken. The meat of the sandwich. Uh, This way, nobody sits down that maybe we don't want to sit down. You ready for Janine Garofalo? I certainly am. I don't. We're ready. I, I'm nervous. Why? Well, Dan's got a lot of tough questions for her. Because I thought, because first of all, I wanted to have another guest. Dan said no. And then <laughs> I thought Dan knew her. And uh, Well, I don't know her. I know of her. I, I Just right over here, wherever you please. Is she okay? That's fine. We. This is a, a great big star, and we're pleased to have her on our, our humble... <laughs> Huh? What? No, no, we just started with the preliminary stuff. No, no, no. no. We, 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 usually, we usually find we out about dance, dance week. Just preliminary right. stuff. You know how, like, said Mark Marin does a monologue or something up front? So I, usually, I usually skip through that. We don't do that. We just do... Yeah, we did an entree. And we mentioned you. We said you're going to be here, and we're excited to have you. Thank you, Mert. Noam's a little bit nervous. He's intimidated by you. That can't be true. That is true. But uh, And Stephen Calabria is here. I asked Stephen Calabria to sit down with us uh, as a placeholder. Very important role. Don't underestimate it. Uh, just way nobody else sits down. Otherwise, they never invite him to the table. Well, sometimes people sit down that we necessarily don't, you know, because this is there are a lot of comics floating around that might want to Would you like something down. to drink or to eat? No, I'm okay. Or some pastry of some kind? Nothing? Okay, okay. All right. Oh my gosh, I don't feel properly lit under this light. <laughs> this is not. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Oh, now it's a little too dark. No, we got the mood. Is it too we dark? No, no, it's we're good. We're good. Okay. Well, well, so let's give an introduction uh, worthy of our guest. Go ahead, Dan. Uh, star of uh, film and TV. And like many of my favorite people, she comes from the great state of New Jersey. Uh, please uh, welcome to our program, Miss Janine Garafalo. Hello, hello. Thank you. Thank you for How do you having do? me. I'm, I do very well. How do you do? Oh, fine, thank you. <laughs> uh, Janine well. and I have known, we, we don't know each other, but we've but crossed... But we've met intermittently, intermitt- cross paths. Yeah. Now, um, now do you remember me? Because um, <laughs> we had a discussion. You went to summer camp with my sister years ago. Wh- which one? Was it Girl Scout summer camp? No, gym- or was gymnastics. It gymnastics camp. Yeah, gymnastics. Yeah. I know that seems odd that I went to gymnastics camp, but I also went to field hockey camp. Seems odder to me that a natterman would go to gymnastics camp. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and that it wasn't Dan. Um, well, I went to tennis camp. <laughs> okay. And, oh. uh, and I was as, as bad as you might imagine. That's how I was at gymnastics <laughs> and field hockey, because I'm not really a competitor. I don't, I don't have that fire to... You know, you, I had the same thing in tennis. Um, I mean, I had, my physical skills were bad, so that's a bad basis. But beyond that... I didn't have the killer instinct. When I started, to, when I was winning, I felt bad for the other guy. And when mm. I was losing, I was infuriated. That's much like in comedy. You might not have noticed the same trend. Yeah. Like on Last Comic Standing, when I thought I might get into the house, I was, 
uh, uncomfortable. And then when I lost, I was furious. So it's the same. I, now don't take this the wrong way. Go ahead. Uh oh, when this, you preface it, that <laughs> you know it's coming. I want this show to focus on Janine. No, 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 no. We're going to do so, and we're going to do so, but we can't. Yeah, I no, prefer no, we talk more about Natterman. <laughs> We're going to focus on Janine. It's enough out of you, placeholder. Um, <laughs> no, I'd like to hear more. In due course. I'd like to hear more about uh, the struggle well, you we'll have. Well, we'll get to that. It's not a struggle. It's just a personality quirk that I have. It's not really a quirk. I find that a lot of people in entertainment, whatever avenue, uh, have a combination of both narcissism mixed with self-loathing. That's what I'm getting at. Yes. Noam, of course, thinks it's all mm. about me. In fact, it's a very common thing. Uh, it probably is more common and a lot common in many vocations, but I just happen to um, know more people that work in comedy than other jobs. So, and what about the hatred of other people's success? That Does actually, that follow? <laughs> I, I actually haven't found that to be true. At least in my peer group, uh, then now there are certain not not a hatred of other people's success. There's a, a metric of I'm not doing well. Not not that I begrudge the person their success but oh it just highlights how w well I'm not doing does that make sense yeah. so in other words if I were doing well that that it hatred so to speak would not exist at all no no well, it's I, only I there wouldn't, in comparison. I wouldn't hate a person that's doing well unless they've earned that vitriol mm. you know unless it was a horrible person who treats people horribly and has done duplicitous things to attain that success other, you know other than that uh, I would feel like, oh, so-and-so is doing so well, and I'm not doing anything. Uh, I don't know if I'm articulating that you're, correctly. You're, you're articulating it beautifully, and, and I just have to say that Dan has trouble with that. <laughs> That's true. Dan... Like if I say, boy, John Stewart is so funny, well, wait, I don't that might, that whoa, might whoa, whoa, set him off the edge. Well, don't it might, up, don't it might feed up. into his insecurities. Like he might feel he takes it as, and I'm not. That's right. Is That's that a, what you're saying? That's no. exactly what he takes. And he actually he actually verbalizes that. Okay, I don't want to get bogged down. Well, self-awareness is good. At least there's a dialogue about it, and I feel that's a good thing. And, and especially since it's dark, which I feel Can is we get a, a little really bit good. More? No. <laughs> no, 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 no. People you share know. in the dark. People share in Janine, the dark. Yeah, great. No, I'm an AARP. I like, I like it. You're an AARP? R well, when you get to a certain age, they give I you a stand with 50 that and over. Got a free backpack. You're over 50? Yes. I didn't think that. Yeah, I wouldn't have it's said the that new, It's the new over 40. Oh, my goodness. Yes, well, I just turned 53 in September. Well, you look fantastic. You do well, it's look fantastic. It's because it's dark. It's because it's dark. <laughs> see, now, if it was light, you might not. You look good in the light as well. It's good to see your face here at the Comedy Cellar because I, uh, you, you're mysteriously absent from this place, it seems. I have a, I have a reason for that. Yeah, uh, okay. Now, I do very much like this place, and it's one of the best cafe au lait I've ever had is... Oh, Ava will be so happy to in hear In this that. place. That's a backhanded compliment for the really Comedy Cellar. No, no, go ahead. I'm intimidated by the Comedy Cellar, oh, and I'll no. tell you why. Uh, in the 90s, in the early 90s, I started doing stand-up in 85. And in the early 90s, when I was lucky enough to perform here, I would bomb so terribly that I have a almost Pavlovian response to, uh, I feel like I cannot succeed. We call that post-traumatic stress disorder. I guess I feel that's overstating it, but okay. Uh, but I would be, s s and every comic who went up before me would do very, very well, yeah. and those that followed me would do very, very well, and it was it embarrassed me terribly to do so poorly here. Is that really the reason? That is really the reason. I would be, and Amazing. I used to get, because back then, uh, most of the spots were much later at night, you know. It has nothing to do with customers newer, going to the bathroom in, in front of you. Well, like I said, the others would do very well. 
Um, so it's not one of those things where it's like, oh, they're a terrible crowd. I had to oh, take responsibility for... I was sure it was because either something happened with SD or you didn't like no. the, the high level of right-wing politics around this oh, place. Oh, no, I or, never like right-wing politics around any place. You can't escape it. It's it's in many, it's in many, or some clubs have it more than others. We have it the most, I think. There, There is an, there is definitely a, a, a patina of that. By the way, I think, <laughs> Noam, okay. you've met your match in terms of vocabulary tonight. Yes. Noam is usually no, the I, most... Um, no, that's not patinas. <laughs> I always feel like I'm terribly inarticulate and cannot... No, not Well, at I all. can never get to a point succinctly. Uh, that's obvious. But you, I, but you I, have I seem to have a very nice vocabulary, and that's... Well, I have a word-a-day calendar. Oh, do you really? Oh, no, I'm usually our words. But I actually have since. I've gotten them as gifts from, from, my, from my dad almost every year since the sixth grade. And it's just a hab habit now. And uh, even though a lot of the words I've used tonight, everybody knows I have not used any words that anyone would go, what does that mean? But if you start getting those as a young person... It, uh, it's unbelievably it helpful. It really, it really adds but up. Is there any better reminder of just how your, your brain becomes less and less efficient as you age than the increasing difficulty remembering these words? Like, yes. I, can, I cannot learn new words. It's so hard for me now. I've, I've forgotten people's, the names of, of very easy, like, oh, what's that actor? Gene Hackman. You know what I mean? Like, it's, I can't, everything flies out of my and head. And it's terrifying. Oh, no, it is. It's, it's, now, I never did have a great memory. But it's gotten much worse. Noam's become increasingly concerned with his I'm very concerned. mental... But, uh, but the only thing that makes me feel better is that almost everybody around my age mm -hmm. is having the same terrors. So, but then I see somebody like Hillary Clinton or, or these people in their 70s who show no signs. But, yeah. I, but I, I assume they have strategies of ways of hiding well, it when they can't remember something. Well, I think there are some people that, that, are, uh, that their brain functions at a higher level than others. And I would say Hillary Clinton is one of those people that is way above average intelligence. But she since she was a very young person, has been using her brain and using it nonstop, nonstop intellectual and, uh, stimulation. And I guess she's not, she doesn't do any drugs, which may or may not have Right, she probably <laughs> has a very clear head, you know. By the way, um, one time I, I was uh, with, uh, met a girl at a uh, cafe that I, whose name I should have remembered but forgot, and so here's a trick. I ran into the bathroom and went to Facebook and started scrolling. You know, looking at the pictures of my Facebook friend, because I knew she was a Facebook friend. Yeah. And after a certain time, she knocked on the door and said, hey, it's Eileen. No. Um, <laughs> after a certain time, after a certain time, I found her picture. And uh, Yeah, but that, that doesn't I help have, you. I have a much easier trick for if you don't remember somebody's name, and it's people that you've known long enough that you cannot ask. If you're lucky enough to have somebody that you can introduce them to, you, you introduce your friend to the person whose name you've forgotten first. So, for example, I'll say... Oh, this is Pete, and then I'll pretend I have to cough or yeah. something. Go right. <clears throat> before I can say the person's name, and they will say it. Ah, was I've that done that before? Yeah, so, I understand. So, or, so that you did know it, <laughs> yeah. but you just had to clear your throat. Well, you that that <laughs> works if there's only one person whose name you can't remember. If you, you I know, cough, I know. Cough no, three well, then times. you know that. Then you pretend something went down the wrong pipe and keep. Sometimes I will compensate if I forget somebody's name with every other fact I know about them. It's so how's your how's your how's your uh, you know how's your uh, garden doing? Like in other words, if I say enough shit that I know about them, they'll assume I must know their name as well. Or you can pretend you have a nickname for them. You know, like hey man Peaches. or hey cutie. Or just be very into it and hug them and say, dog man, it's so good to see you, brother. Yeah. So oh uh, God. So uh, I, I have only one question that that I've been wanting to ask Janine Garoppolo this one question for I guess it's like uh, fifteen something years now or something gotcha. like that. How did you know? 
And by the way, I'm, I am pretty, you know, conservative. However, I always admired you because you took on Bill O'Reilly and you said there were no weapons of mass destruction and you had it out. I saw that show and you were right. He still feels like I owe him an apology. Well, no, no, he owes you an apology because you were right. And then he, to his forever discredit, never had you back on to tell you, you know what, Janine, you were right. Well, after, after a lot of people felt that there was no weapons. I'm not special in that. There was lots of people. But unfortunately, mainstream media and right-wing media only likes to have people who are in entertainment on who uh, are not supporting the status quo because it's easy to mock and marginalize them, right? So it's easy to go, oh, what do I care what that actor says or whomever? Right. So even though there was many, many people in high levels of government and other people people can respect... Uh, saying there's no weapons of mass destruction. You don't have those people on, right? Because it's not easy to discredit them. But I had been on the O'Reilly show about five times. That was, I think, the last time. But after the uh, invasion, clearly, months and months after it was clear it wasn't going well and there was no weapons, he was still calling for me to apologize for being so wrong. And also back at the time, Joe Scarborough also demanded that I... uh, and he, he had a minion of his come to one of my stand-up shows and give me this fake award called the Black Crow Award, meaning you have to eat crow, eat crow. for being so wrong. Oh, God. This is, O'Reilly was, did that or no, Scarborough? No, 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 Scarborough did that years ago. I mean, this is many, many years ago. That's terrible. Uh, but it was a drag, sure. Yeah, it was, uh, that was, I don't, I don't enjoy looking back on the early aughts, and unfortunately I feel uh, the same and worse is coming. Um, in the, in 2017, after January 20th, uh, and now that I'm older, protesting is going to be more difficult as I'm older because my lower back hurts a lot. I don't <laughs> like saying, and I have to urinate quite a bit now, which I I know that's vulgar, but as one gets older, protesting is so not for the for the for the. It's a young man's yeah. game. It's a young, young man's, man's game, game yeah. protesting. But yeah, anyway, so, that's so, so I just want to tell you, as a as a as you know, as a, as a kind of right wing guy, I thought you got a bum rap, and I and I oh, and you. I thought it was terrible with O'Reilly. One of O'Reilly's worst moments, actually. I'm sure he would not see it that way. Yeah, but yeah, well, he's kind of an egomaniac. <laughs> but for somebody, and I watch his show, and I like his show. I never, it's always stuck with me. I say, you were so wrong. She was so right. Why can't you just admit it? You well, know? it's sort of not what he does uh, to admit. If he were to admit he was wrong, then he would lose kind of the hold. You know what I mean? You have to just keep plowing forward. Many people are wrong about a lot of things. But you guys almost like bet on it or something. Like it was like oh, really. No, I said if, I, if I'm wrong and um, I said I will crawl across, I think, cut glass and deliver roses to Lynn Cheney. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and he was calling for an apology to that or to some effect or to come back on the show and say I was wrong. All right. We happen to have Bill O'Reilly here. No, I'm kidding. Oh, it's, like, it's like that scene from Andy Hall with Marshall McLuhan. Wouldn't that be awesome? Okay. We're, uh, we're here with Janine Garofalo. Like that's what people on the radio do, right? Every now and again, they say, we're here with, yeah, well, you know, just in case somebody... It's called resetting. They always, reset. They always reset. reset. They're they're reset. Janine Garofalo, yeah. iconic uh, uh, mythical figure from... Uh, mythical? <laughs> Ooh! Janine, oh. um, I did want to talk to you, if it's not too delicate a subject, about your, your intimacy issues, which are legendary. Yes. Yeah, uh, you've been quoted as saying you're asexual. Is that yeah, correct? I I feel that way. I mean, I, I don't know if uh, what the hard and fast rules of asexuality are. And actually, I've been living with the same gentleman, my my boyfriend, for 18 years. Um, 
And when I used to drink all the time, I, I could be sexual. And now we, we're still together, but that's more about real estate. Yeah. We're, we're like best friends who live together, who are who used to be boyfriend and girlfriend. If that makes sense. He's he is my closest friend, but right. it's like married. Like Mike married. The sexual <laughs> yeah, part. Exactly. The sexual part sort yeah, of Yeah, but of course, right, uh, sexless couples are nothing new, but but it Well, I have a uh, I always had uh, even even growing up a very low libido, uh, I feel. Yeah. At least to what TV and movies tell you you're supposed to feel or what how my peers seem to be acting. Right. Uh it, it I just never se- seemed to be that that interested. Now I would be very attracted to uh, certain uh, males in high school and college, usually based upon how funny they were, and that's not me saying, "Oh, a nice, interesting person." I said that. Mm-hmm. Of course, looks had things to do with it too. I was there's some people I'm attracted to for their looks, theoretically, and then some people who make you laugh so much or intellectually stimulating that you become very attracted to them. But the nuts and bolts of having sex is not appealing to me. Was not. And then for many years I was drunk all the time. And I would have sex a lot because it made me feel normal to do that. And also when you're drunk, it's easy to do it. And then when I got sober, I was like, oh, no, now we're back to. Although there was this brief period of when when I was around 43 to 47 where I actually felt sometimes a libido. And I think it was just my biologic, my body saying, oh, no, it was was 37 to 43. Sorry, couldn't have been 47. That, that it was my biological clock saying, if you want to have a kid, you better do it. I feel like it was a biological imperative. I believe that. Because I felt yeah. like I would like to have sex with a person, which is, not, which is unusual for me. Um, I just, I, I think it's bio, biological and also I'm ashamed, easily embarrassed. I'm very easily embarrassed. Well, maybe you had a Catholic upbringing, if I'm not mistaken. Well, I did, but you know, so did a lot of people who have sex all the time. You know, I, I don't think it's the Catholicism. Uh, I think it's more... Just garden variety body shame, and also I always think it just—it's just embarrassing to be that vulnerable. And you—you you don't have any like uh, Freudian theories as to why this might have come about. Uh, I have tried to think of it. Yeah. I have tried to think of where this comes from. Like I said, some of it I believe is biological. I think some people's libido is lower and higher than others. Well, that—that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, and uh, Chris Rock had had a joke years ago where he said a man is only as faithful as his options, and—and mm-hmm. and I think that's true for Chris Rock and for many others. I think for some men. Uh, faithfulness is not quite that as difficult. No, I think it's pers- it's case by case, but also it stands to reason that people don't want to be monogamous. It, it, you know, you meet a lot of interesting people in your life, and, and uh, if you get married young, then you really have a hard road ahead of you. You know, marriage is an institution from the 12th century, average lifespan, 23, 24, 25 years then you died of oh, yeah, yeah. You're consumption. breaking my heart. No, no, what I'm saying is <laughs> no, you, it was easy to be young, monogamous. So don't worry. <laughs> it was easy to be monogamous when people lived to the age of 30 tops. Right. Right. Now people live routinely to 90. It's untenable uh, to me, seemingly, to be monogamous. Now, at the beginning of my relationship with my current boyfriend, we were not monogamous, and I think that's why we're still together. We had a sort of a policy of when... Just don't Love discuss it. Fair. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. and what is it now? Now it's monogamous, although I have encouraged him to do whatever he feels like he wants to do. Wait, but I thought it is was it, currently it a, a non-sexual kind no, no, of... No, no, I, I am non-sexual, so I've encouraged him to... Oh, I see. ...if he would like to. Now, do, now, and if he does, that's his business. I don't know. I, I don't know him, and I'm the, but I, I could imagine myself in that situation actually going outside the marriage, but even though I had permission, lying to my wife about it because I... N- 
still know that it might make her feel bad. Uh-huh. Well, I... I think possible? it makes him feel bad, actually, because he would prefer that we were still sexually active. And I wish we were, too. Now, having said that, like I said, he is my best. We are incre- we're closer now, actually, in certain ways yeah. than we were you at ha- the you, beginning. You like the relationship. You don't want to end the relationship. I actually don't. Right. Um, but like I said, a lot of it has to do with the apartment that we have that we like, and <laughs> neither of us would like to leave it. And we have dogs. You know, at, at, we foster dogs here, and we have a dog, and we share that in common and um, our current dog could not live without him you know they're so close that it would it, so you're staying together for the dogs and, and it, 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 in a certain way but also we, we, so love, we love each other and we are best friends But and, and uh, having said that uh, I hope this isn't terribly boring but uh, I'm fascinated I think I'm, it hurts his feelings a little that when I would encourage him to ah. go outside now if he does I hope he does mm-hmm. he has never discussed it with me and it would not hurt me. It would How hurt me. How old is he? he? He's younger than me. I'm 53. He's probably 47. Oh, that's my age. Well, 47, he still has a... Which I feel is young. For a man, he still I, I, have a pretty healthy I, libido yeah, yeah, at 47. Yeah, yeah. And I so have a I healthy libido he... myself. Uh, I'm glad you asked. Um, <laughs> I think he would... This gentleman would like to jump in. Uh, he, well, I have a Mr. question. Mr. Calabria? Uh, would you right. feel uh, bad if he was not to tell you, or would you prefer no, no, that no, he no. tell I, you? No, no, no. I think he's not... To, if he's doing it, he's not telling me. What, what would hurt me, but I would understand it, is if he fell in love with someone else and wanted to move out. Right. That, that would that, certainly that hurt me, but I would encourage him to do... Because also, I think he'd make a great father. I've never wanted to have children. And he, he has felt that he hasn't either, but he's still young enough to do it. And I think he'd be an excellent father, just seeing how sensitive and how kind he is. So if that is the path that he chooses to go down, I, I would like that for him. I would miss him terribly, but I would, I would like him to do that. Um, but I think she was making this, this an is interesting... This a painful situation. But it's an interesting point. It's similar to like what Robert and what they discussed in the Cheaters book on a very more kind of basic level but or, or uh, pro-magnon level that they the way that they operate but just that like the closer you become the less sexualized mm-hmm. the other person is so it's actually more difficult to be sexual when you're closer and closer and you yes. know everything about the person that's why people have these one night stands it is for me it is hotness is yeah because less, that, that spark know? is gone there's right. nothing more exciting even with a low libido i did Recognize at the beginning of a flirtation and a relationship or meeting for drinks, it's exciting. And the forbidden fruit aspect, which was not really there for, for him and I, uh, is very exciting to some people. It's illicit. It, it puts a spring in your step, too, just right. like the Adderall we were discussing I, uh, earlier. I, but, um, yeah, actually, when you were talking about it, I was saying, like, you know, if I, the, the, with a low libido, it seems like the, the, new, the, the new guy would be the most likely one to have sex with. Well, everybody feels that way, I think. Ever the flirtations, the newness of a person, they don't have yeah. come with baggage you can project onto them. They haven't done things that well, annoy you yet. But you, also, you the, can shame, also the shame the- part that you mentioned, because you can just never see that person. You don't right, have right, to, right. you know. Yeah. Some but, of the best sex I ever had in that brief period where I was, had a, had a sexually active, uh, my biological imperative, I... All I wanted to do was have sex and then not... I don't want to talk to that person. I was like, you know, it would be so great if you would leave. And I don't mean that mean. like that, too. (laughs) I don't mean that mean, but there was something like, yeah, yeah, I don't don't need to... Well, one time a young lady said to me, I can have sex with you, but you have to promise never to contact me again. And I was... Well, see, I I find that exciting. I was delighted. I was certainly... (laughs) She was expecting a protest. She didn't get one from me. But oddly... 
uh, people then decide they like you if you're the aloof one first. That's a, it's a it's just an age old push pull. Uh, ordinarily, well, you would think people would love it, right? If you said, "Let's have sex, but don't contact me." But when you do posit that with people, then all of a sudden, it makes them question them. Why? Why? Why doesn't well, he no, or she I want found, me to contact I, them? I, I didn't have that reaction. I was like, "That sounds good to me." Mm-hmm. Now, this was before Facebook. Had had it been in the age of Facebook, I might have made some effort online to contact her again or to stalk. To stalk, as we call it. But uh, there was no, I didn't know her last name, and there was no real reasonable in the pre-Facebook era way to find her, so I just went on with my life. She did leave her underwear in the house. On purpose? I don't know if it was on purpose, but her pink thong was still Who in the their underwear. Well, it's a, it's a hack move. It's like a thing that maybe they saw in a movie or something, like, I'm oh going to leave this. God. But I didn't know how to contact her. Or they her. couldn't find it. I but, didn't know how to contact her, but I did... Do things to that underwear. But you anyway, are, you are we'll right you are What kind of things? What kind of things would well, you one do? Under, well, you can imagine. You know, I find the thong very unappealing. I, I, I don't know why. But you're not a gentleman. No, but why do you find it appealing? I'm asking in earnest. I'm not trying to. The thong? Yeah, it's, I don't uh, like the thong either. It's on. It's on. It, gotta it, it, be uncomfortable. It, it, it doesn't well, look good on most people. Doesn't. And. Well, it looks. It, but when it looks good, it looks good, and it's I'm also. It's a lot of it is symbolism. This is a girl who's naughty. Uh, the same as a lower back tattoo, which may or may not be aesthetically but pleasing. But when so many people have them and so many people wear thongs, well, why is that? Well, you know, it's, I guess it's just like um, you know, big boobs. I mean, it's it's cliche, but it's always good. <laughs> no, there's certain things. There's certain there's certain areas where originality is not. You don't want originality. I don't want a girl with original breasts. I want what? a girl with. And by original, it, I mean different, like one unique. I, oh, like, oh, I see what you're saying. I, so that, that don't the, that fit the aesthetic. I, I, yeah, sometimes right. conventionality is what the doctor ordered. There's small children behind us. Is it, can That's they hear right. us, That's or does it just they, sound they, loud they would, in the headset? They won't understand. Thongs okay. are not conventional, <coughs> though, you, nor you, practical. You, you, uh, you are very opposite sides of the coin in the sense that she is low libido, but likes. Likes the intimacy, like the intimacy of a relationship, yes, that, and, and I, you are high libido. I'm not and, high and libido. You're, well, you're, you're uh, on the on the normal, uh, to, normal to above to the libido like, scale, and you're deathly afraid of the relationship. Yes, that is interesting, and that's something we can delve into. Well, afraid of it, I guess, until you're not. You know, I I never uh, particularly wanted to be in a long-term relationship. This just happened. Um, you know, I mean, it wasn't. I never looked, never wanted to be married, and I never have wanted to. But you're not married. No, no, no. I mean, like I said, we've been together 18 years. Well, you were married, though. Yeah, that was in, Vegas, in Las Vegas. Oh, okay. uh, so this Rob is not Collins. the same guy. No, no, no. That, that was my boyfriend at the time. We got married as a joke, and then it turned out oh, it was yeah. real. Right. Um, we were married for 20 years. All right, all right. And then had it dissolved by a notary republic because he got married for real. Yeah. And the lawyer pulled up those papers that... In a blackout, I didn't know we signed them and went to a courthouse. Is this, cur- oh this, this current guy also like a quirky, comedic type person that you seem oh, to Rob like? Oh, Cohen. He's a he is a writer for Rob, was a writer for the Ben Stiller show. Rob Cohen. So you have a, he like, directs Marin's show now. He's a director for Marin's show. What I'm getting from you is that you have a Jew thing. I I you know what I I enjoy Jews, Palestinians, <laughs> um, all in sundry. But my when I was a kid, honestly, my mom used to say. Marry a Jewish man, they make the best husbands. I don't know how she came to that or if that's a true thing, but she always used to say, I've heard she that. was Irish. Uh, <laughs> marry a Jewish man, they make the best husbands. Probably uh, there is a, an idea of a value on family or something that's like that. That's a stereotype that may or may not have any value. I, I don't know. Noam is a great husband, but you know, he's only one, pr- I think so. I'm no. a devoted father. I don't know what a great mm-hmm. husband well, I am. Well, you don't, you know, you're not violent. And, no. Uh, <laughs> actually, that's the most important thing if you have kids. I think it's actually the most important thing to be a great be a father, dad. even above being a good by, by husband. By the way, uh, you know. I, I am uh, a devoted father, for sure. If we could just 
put this out there real quickly. I know I'm expecting a third child. My, my, Congratulations. And, 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 and to wit, I, my, you know, we're, we're married. We don't have sex that often. But it seems like whenever my wife feels frisky is when mm -hmm. she's ovulating. Right. Which just seems and to get she, pregnant well, every time sense. we have sex. And she's not a young woman. I'm very much uh, in admiration of a woman that... At her age, and I don't want to she's mention 40, it. She's 43. That, that's young. That, that can get, I feel that's But that young. can get pregnant without any IVF. She's Puerto Rican. Ah, I'm just saying. <laughs> because, oh, well, there, there you have it. It just seems old no, to be able to get pregnant without any help. But yeah. for some reason these days, it seems like it's happening more. I think because people are healthier. or, so, or She's or, healthy, yeah. Uh, whatever it is. But I've, I've heard there seems to be more and more women over 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 40 who seem to be getting pregnant without... Celine Dion had a devil of a time, but maybe that's because Renee was so old. Or maybe that she... That could be, yeah. No, you a know. lot of women have trouble from day one getting pregnant. You know, yeah. some, some women have trouble getting pregnant. But, you know, I, we, we got off it so quickly, we didn't do it, give it the attention it, it is required, which is... We do. We'd love you to be performing in the Comedy Cellar. Okay. And it kills me I just that feel you... Like, I feel like I won't do well. I just remember not doing well. I cannot well. believe I'd be that's happy. possible. So let's do it. I would be happy. Oh, that would be fantastic. You have my phone number, we, right? We, by the yeah. way, we have various uh, plans, uh, programs that you can participate in. We have our gold plan, which means <laughs> you, you stop by whenever you want and go on. But you I don't would get... never do that. Even if I, I, I don't, well, I don't, I don't know if you agree for the with group. that when people stop by and jump the okay. line. I don't yeah, know if, I don't does like anyone qualify for the gold plan? I think she would. I think no, 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 I, I don't think I would All qualify, right. but I also wouldn't even if I did. Okay, then there's the platinum where you get to go on... Under, well, I don't know if it's platinum, but there are people that go on under an assumed name. That is definitely something I don't need to do you because uh, at this point, especially younger people, would have no idea who okay. I was. So. And then you have our garden variety plan, a plan that I've been on for many years now, <laughs> uh, where you just we you put you on the schedule under your name. Yes, I and think then that, you go that the best the thing would be to put on under my name on the schedule, which is no uh, the good old fashioned no way. lousy plan. Uh, David Tell is on good that enough plan. For David no, God I, I just assumed that was. Yeah. The plan. There, that people, hey, Dan, or then there's there's Plan B where if you bomb, we change your name after. So Dan, that Dan, nobody well, see, I'd be willing to do that. At the bombing, <laughs> I would change my own on the stage and say, "Thank you, I've been uh, Beverly Center." Do the young people not are not familiar with some of the classics? Do I have to name them? Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion, The Truth About Cats and Dogs. Well, Brianna that's a great. So well, that's a very young underrated people movie. aren't going to be familiar with Cats and Dogs. Also, this is eons ago. But also, I have no social media platforms. All so, right. and when you don't. You Why? might as well not. I don't know. I just. You isn't it to. great? I just don't like to have it. She I, was a huge movie star. And I was uh, not a huge movie star, but I was uh, lucky enough to be a working actor in, well, in uh, movies for, in the uh, 90s. For a comedian to go into. I mean. Well, Janine, we, we told Harry Anton, this guy you just met there, that you were going to be on the show, and he's 28 years old. He rattled off eight different movies that you were in, and he knew the roles of each movie. Well, that's so, unusual. Maybe he just quickly IMDb. No, 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 absolutely not. Well, you're, he's you're, also you're, a genius. You're, you're, so. That's a, that's a, that's unusual. Well, we'll, we'll, you're, you're better known than you might well, be. Well, here's what we'll do. We'll, we have, a, we'll have a, uh, a decibel meter downstairs when we announce your name. It'll probably be, but I don't see. But the, it, well, no. this, this implies that I need to be known. No, I don't. I don't need to know. We're just curious. We're just curious. People to know me. I would assume that most people uh, under a certain age, and even some. For, it's not like I was very, very famous for very long. I was sort of, sort of lucky in the 90s, from probably about 92, and then it ended sort of as quickly as it started around 2002. And why do you think it ended? Is that just, just show uh, well, business? Well, there's a, a, a few reasons. I think that um, I took two years off in in, uh, in the early 2000s to work at Air America radio station. So uh, That's where Marin worked. When you, Marin worked there, too, yeah. 
when you take two years off and then try and jump back in as an older, um, early middle-aged person, and also a person that was never known for being a real versatile, a chameleon-type actor who was nominated for an Oscar. You know, I never had any of that, and I don't think that there's a lot of people in, in the industry who see me as a particularly skilled actor. I'm not saying that to be self-deprecating. I'm just saying mm-hmm. I think that's... I was typecast early on, and unfortunately that is problematic. And then uh, there's just not a lot of roles for middle-aged women. There really isn't. And um, the ones that exist uh, go to more known entities. Right. Um, but that, lucky, that's, just, that's just the way it is. Lucky for you, if you're a great stand-up so that you can always work in stand-up. Is, I was just saying, we were talking the other day, uh, and we were saying, you know, stand-up, God bless it. We, you know, uh, we don't appreciate uh, what a great... Uh, thing it is because even though I shit on it all the time because I'm frustrated and angry but the fact is you can always make money with stand-up no I I am so pleased I I didn't start acting until I was 27 I started stand-up at 19 and the acting only came very through through two great opportunities from Gary Shandling and Ben Stiller who I knew through stand-up that's how that happened and then it started opportunities coming in but having said that I've always preferred stand-up I can control it there's much more freedom it's much more fulfilling in a lot of ways. And you have something to say. And and you you can express yourself, and uh, it can be a lot of fun when it doesn't, when it's not not a lot of fun. And it is a revenue stream. It's my main revenue stream now, and it's also something that is consistent. Acting is not consistent for me. I am beholden to whomever would like to cast me if they feel so inclined, and that is few and far between. So, but I, I feel I get a lot of satisfaction out of stand up. I enjoy it. I don't know how other actors who don't work a lot handle it because that's got to be very, very frustrating to always be waiting for someone to hire you. Um, they end up taking dinner theater and summer stock. Right. And you see these guys quite often kind or of like are familiar writing to jobs, you. writing jobs. Right, right. No, 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 which is, right. which is also fine. Well, if they're, if they're Carrie working. Fisher yeah. was a writer, but most actors are not most writers. Most actors are not writers. Oh, I, and you know, I just, quincillion well, reading Carrie comics, Fisher's really. book. Uh, you know, as, as you all know, she passed away yesterday. I had just happened to have picked up her book the day before that. Well, what do you make of this, like, 2016? Is it, people are saying, oh, 2016 was a horrible year. Is, it, is that true, or is it just that we just, we just lot, sort of hear big, about it? A lot it? of big names in, well, in the music a lot, business Well, a lot died. of people die every year, every yeah. day. Um, it seems like in the music business we lost some major ones that mm-hmm, may yeah. statistically mm-hmm. be a standout year for music. Right. Yeah. You know, with Prince... George, um, George Michael, 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 David Bowie, Michael, Michael, David, David Bowie, Bowie. Uh, yeah. Glenn Fry. Glenn Fry, yeah. It might yeah, have been a big, a big year for music. Uh, whether it's a big year in general for people dying, I don't know, but Facebook seems to think so. No, it's mostly based on the music, I think. Well, there, it's a big thing on Facebook. If you, you know, people just post how 30, 2016 is killing everybody, you know. Well, also, I think a lot of them were backloaded, like it happened towards the tail end of yeah. 2016. So, so we remember it. So it seems like more. But and the election. I mean, I think a lot of people just think 2016. Because there's been a national like, death. You know. There's a national bereavement. <laughs> did, did did your did your association with being political not even without yes, regard- it hurt me very much. If that's where you're going, yes, yes. it hurts females very much. It's taken differently for males. It doesn't hurt Alec Baldwin or um, uh, Tim Robbins or, or many, many vocal males. Why, why is that? Uh, in the same way, there's always a gender, but she's crazy. Uh, it's just easier uh, to marginalize uh, females. I know there's probably some people rolling their eyes listening to this right now, but there is a decided difference to how words are taken and heard uh, by some in society, but definitely those that hire you or whatever. 
They don't. They generally don't like it from anybody who asks questions or. Well, <laughs> I, I, I accept that. I, you're looking at me. I, I'm not but, rolling my no, eyes. I, I believe that's true. <laughs> but I. Uh, so yeah, definitely, definitely, and also, if you don't. But will hurt. What will hurt you more than anything? And this transcends gender. If you don't have sustain, sustained career success, that's really the end. The be all end all. If you are not a person that people would like to see or or your movies or TV shows make money or profit if that will hurt you more than anything and so I am not never a person who generated a lot of like oh she's in this movie let's go see it or she's in that show so you combine that with being vocal before it was before it was okay to be vocal about such things then take and taking two years off yeah. but back I, in I, the if, day if you're a marquee name then they'll have to hire you right, right. they if don't like if you it generate yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. i'm sure there's now, plenty you, of people that studios would like to not work with right. but, but you you and money. until such time as they don't make money for them they, they, okay. so if you had it to do over again would you have been less political no no okay. no 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 because it's you know just we're all citizens one must react to things that happen in the way that feels right for them and uh, when, when I would go on these shows or whatever and say, tell that actor to shut up. I'm not an actor, really, really. I'm a citizen like you. Nobody would ever say, tell that plumber to shut up. Tell that, right. tell that waiter to shut up. But for some reason, people feel it's okay to, you know, the shut up and sing or shut up and just whatever. Well, I, I will push back on that in, in one sense because sure. I feel it, which is that when I see someone on TV... And I know the reason they're on TV is because they, they're well-known for something that has nothing to do with what they're talking That's about. That's more about the news programs, though. That's what I yes. said, like Bill O'Reilly, what I was saying earlier. I will say, tell that they, actor to shut up. Not, but if it was a plumber, i say, well, that plumber must have had something really that somebody thought was a, a unique insight, and that's why they brought the plumber on. The no, actor is because they're famous. You no, know? Well, for the mainstream media, yeah. that's, that's their problem for booking it. And I remember when I was on Fox & Friends, which was a terrible idea. Don't do show. it. Um, and they were picking on me. And uh, Brian Kilmeade said, why should we listen to you? And I, all I could say to him was, why did you book me? That, you shouldn't you listen to me if you want to or not. You booked me. You, you asked me to come on the show. I wish I hadn't, but I did. Now, he could have easily invited people, like I said, from the Pentagon or authors or figures who were against the war that people wouldn't say shut up to. They didn't for a reason. It's not easy to pick on them. It's very easy to get you, the viewer, to be mad at me. It's very easy to have people rally in the Around sport me. of picking on the singer or the actor or the comic. Um, it's not easy if you're like, oh, that guy who's worked in the Pentagon, for, that guy who actually was the inspector for in Iraq who said there's no weapon, Scott Ritter. Scott Ritter. Yeah. Uh, why doesn't Bill O'Reilly or and, Sean and they, Hannity have him on? Why doesn't uh, Brian Kilmeade yell at him? And they tried to smear Scott Ritter. I remember yes, this they be did with because a, he had some deal with something in Iraq. It was a, they smeared him with a, a setup of a young girl who was under 18 to meet him at a McDonald's. Uh, it was a classic thing. They tried to do it to Nader, and it's a tales all the time. That, and Breitbart used to do it all the time to people. You have... Somebody on get in touch with them in social media who's a female and is somewhat flirtatious. Uh, it's it's just one of those old setups, and unfortunately, males more than females fall for it all the time because people are people, and human nature is what it is, and ego is ego. It is flattering to be flirted with by an attractive Scott Ritter person. just you know was this weapons inspector who, after the first Gulf War, had been up Saddam Hussein's butt like mm -hmm. it was, he was an, he was really a, a militant anti-weapons guy, and very well, he's very, the guy hired to do so. Yeah, he's, he was very very tough. 
Mm-hmm. And then in the well, run up to the second well, in the run up to the second Gulf War, Scott was like, I don't think there's any weapons. Right. There's, there's no, there's he's no the guy that would know. He's he was the one yeah. that made sure. Now the reason we went in is because we knew there was no weapons. You don't go into a place if you think there's gonna be bio, bio warfare <laughs> that doesn't look good for your cause. You only do it if you know it's uh, it's that they thought it was going to be easy, which that was a miscalculation on the... And actually, they don't care if it wasn't easy. But... Um, I have a feeling Noam might be uh, no, so it's, it's, in so, disagreement so, so, well, with him. No, no, I'm, well, no, I don't want to get to that. But what, what, what's interesting about, what was interesting about Scott Ritter is that when he was saying there were no weapons, rather than saying, well, this guy's always been pretty reliable in the past, maybe we should double-check our math here, they tried to just assume that he had been corrupted, that he right. was doing it for money. They tried to they tried to smear his his character right. rather than deal with what he was saying. And I and and I just you well, know, they held him up learned. as the guy, the that's, greatest. That's right. The first after George Bush Senior, like we, we did it. We got rid of it. You know, what I mean, he was always used as the go to guy for exactly. This is proof that they're not there. Then he was held up and reviled. Because it's, it's, it's a classic case there. of confirmation bias. When he didn't say what it is they wanted the, the, mm-hmm. the outcome to be, they didn't. They weren't interested in what he said. Right. Only if he said what they already wanted to be true right. would they listen. I to just him. Uh, and his I, life fell apart. After and that, I learned they, a lesson from that, you know. I yeah, mean, I think we all did. I have, and uh, if we didn't, we just did again. Yeah. This have, is a little off topic, but have you seen the new history series on Netflix that goes through each each era? You should really check. No, it's what's it really called? amazing. I have to. I'll get the the name for you. But it sums. It's very succinct. Mm-hmm. It sums up like. I mean, it makes us look terrible, but that's beside the point. But it's a very interesting series. That you guys. Should. Well, people can be terrible. Yeah, that's, I, uh, that's they usually history. are. Yes. yes. I did want to know, by the way, is a question I had that has nothing to do with politics. But uh, when, when yes, people, let's not talk about. No, I'm no. sure there's a fatigue that the listeners are like, let's not talk well, no, about. Loves if, politics. if you if you hang if you actually start performing here as you've threatened to do, and we actually <laughs> talk <laughs> as and we actually talk politics, you will not find me nearly as reasonable as I seem to be on, on the radio. Oh no, no, I'm, I'm certain. But also, you know, people think I talk about politics a lot in my stand-up. I don't actually. No, no. I mean, when you're hanging out up here. Oh, okay. Uh, I actually have so much social anxiety. I rarely hang out anywhere anymore now that I can't drink. Well, you'll be surrounded by other I, people well, with uh, t- I, terrible social anxiety, so I don't tend, worry. I tend to always leave drink. a place immediately. <laughs> well, We're going to shake you with that. Um, <laughs> no, I, the question I had is when people do come up to you, as they must, um, what, what do they most like to talk about with you? What? Um, well, recently it's been Wet Hot American Summer, the, Nef- the Netflix yeah. series, which uh, I just we just finished filming season two. So for, for some people, it's Wet Hot American Summer on Netflix. Um, I guess uh, a lot of, like, Younger LGBT kids, Romeo and Michelle, oddly. I, it's had the second life with uh, younger. Uh, uh, I don't that, know. The that show. was Romeo and Michelle. It was Mary Savino and, and Lisa Kudrow. Kudrow. Go to a high, high school, school reunion. reunion. And, 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 and Janine plays like the chick, the kind of the chick from school that was like the, the chick. Heather that, Mooney. Yeah, like those like, parts that I, I can't. That, that, uh, the brooding, I, I, I just, the brooding. I know, and it's always I. I hate doing it because it's it's actually not me. The the most of the characters I've been asked to play, I, I really I, I feel that I'm very polite and very chatty, and I'm not a person who would ever tell somebody to fuck off. I have, <laughs> There's I have, a famous actually, scene in Romeo and Michelle where, where one of them is trying to pretend that she's somebody. You know, you go to high school, you, you want to be important. Oh, she, so she said she invented, invented post-its. post-its. And then Janine comes over, and and you know, and it's like, no, you didn't invent post-its. So and so from 3M invented Art post-its. Fry. Art was Art Fry. Fry that invented Post-its. So informative and, and also a funny exchange. Right, I didn't know that either until I read the script <laughs> that Art Fry of 3M Corp invented Post-its. I didn't know that. Yes. So um, so she was, you know, 
That was Lisa Kudrow that, that was Lisa bragging? Kudrow, Maris, and it was Justin Thoreau's first film. He was 25. Yeah. He played the cowboy guy who threw cigarettes at me. Um, okay. And it was um, um, Cameron Manheim's first film, I think. I think before Amy Schumer, like, you were the most movie-working comedian. You know, oh, I, I don't Female think that. comedian. I female comedian. So. What other female stand-ups did as many movies? I don't think so. Or Trent, you know what I mean? I'm, I, that can't be true. In the 90s, maybe it seemed like it, but I, I don't think so. And Wet Hot American Summer is really great thank, also. They, thank you. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's really great. That, and Netflix is the place to be now, so, you know, you're... Also, no, no, I'm very pleased that Netflix picked up. She's, 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 really she's back, baby. She's I, back. I just read an article. Was it Sean McCarthy? Or somebody wrote the top ten uh, stand-up specials of the year, and you have a, you have a stand-up special. Oh out yeah, this on year? CISO. I, what is that? Is that a, a CISO is a network? I don't know how how you get it. I don't it's have it. Streaming? It's a, it's, is a, it streaming? it's streaming, I guess. I don't know. But anyway, CISO, he, he said it was fantastic. Oh, thank you. And then I, I actually now that now I understand why. So I went last night to try to prepare for the interview to find it. And I couldn't find Netflix and couldn't find an Amazon. No, I I, it wasn't on Netflix. The per- I, I was supposed to do a special for Netflix, and then apparently a, a new person who made those decisions felt I was not funny and dropped me from the lineup of that. Oh, God. Which I, I, definitely hurt my feelings, but then CISO was nice enough to say, well, we'll do it. So I, that was nice. This is... Um Lamour Azran Garfinkel. I, I think we're, we're Oh my God, you're the no. second Lamour I've met. Well, oh. n- no, because we're, we're running short of time, and I <laughs> okay, promise. I was, hey, are you Israeli? I don't know if wants to see or listen to Lamar. Are you Israeli? Yes, I am. Yes, so is she. Lamar oh. Savan. Oh, okay. What's her name? Oh, my um, gosh. Lamar is I love that name. But, but before we move on to Lamar Savan, and we're only going to be on five more minutes, but thank you so much for coming on this show. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I'm sorry I monopolized the conversation. I talked no, too no. much. Well, you're I the, was you're sure. the guest. Noam said to me, we need somebody else. I don't have enough shit to ask uh, Janine. I was sure <laughs> you hated us. I was Why? sure. Because I saw you working at Eastville, and I was like, this, this, she must hate something. Must my well, father also, must be yelled ha- at her. Nobody something has asked me to to perform here, and I didn't want to come and say, uh, come over and say, can I work? It, it felt I figured if somebody wanted me to do sets here, they would get in touch Reach with me. The word, the oh, word on the street was that you didn't want to perform. I don't think that, that was not the word. That, is, that was that a word is, in your head. That's an no. incorrect word on the street. Well, anyway, what's let's done get is it done. off the street. Let's know, get it's off like, the street. I would like, be happy to join the schedule. Oh my god, fantastic! Water under the bridge. But if I start bombing. I, I'm so sorry in advance if it's uh, if it's if you're not gonna bomb you're not gonna bomb we don't know well we'll see no, I, I, I it's have, hit or miss with Garofalo. I'm optimistic <laughs> uh, we also have uh, a new menu so you will be is the Cafe Olay still the Cafe, same well, yes, Cafe, Cafe still Leche? the same we'll have to find I, out I remember from the 90s it was as good as Tasa de Oro that late Tasa de Oro that that's used a, to no, be that's a cup of gold I believe in uh, Spanish I believe it is but that Two of them were the two best Café con Leches, Café Leches I've ever had in my life. Can you confirm that? Clearly, uh, it's it is, not going to be as good as It is golden your... teacup, actually. A taza oh. is for tea. She, she majored or in Spanish well, literature. She, uh, she, uh, she is, according to her, a, a fluent Spanish speaker. I took it for seven years and could barely, barely speak it. I'm you have sorry to live to there. That's the only one. Um, and she, ma- she married true, a, a, a Mexican. Is it Mexican? Puerto Rican. Puerto Rican, sorry. I don't know. Um, so did you. I did too. <laughs> what are the odds? Oh, I know what, because his name is Gonzalez, so I always think of Speedy Gonzalez. I think of Mexican. Lamore, if I could <laughs> just... Uh-oh. Yeah. I'll just say, that's what my... I'm not saying... I mean... It's okay. He's married to a Puerto Rican. <laughs> exactly. Isn't, isn't, isn't Gonzalez usually a Mexican name? I think it is. I guess not, because he's Puerto Rican. I said so usually. I, I said usually. And what's your wife's last name? Uh, she's actually half Indian, so her last, her, her last name is B. Harry, but her mother's name is Colazzo. No, oh. if we could just—I yeah. just promised Lamour. Oh, I'm sorry, sorry. Uh, she, 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 she looks Indian, but she's <laughs> oh, like Puerto Rican. <laughs> she's hot. I have a hot Lamour, uh, I'm so Azrin glad you're Garfinkel. here. 
Oh, thank you. Because I want you to see this, and maybe you'll be on it. <laughs> what is it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so. Oh, thank you, because I can get something from you. She's got Tracy Morgan <laughs> in there. Right. Uh, so. Lamore is doing, Lamore is a comedy lover. Now, she's a... Uh, she is the. Um, she's also a music lover, by the way. But go ahead. All right, oh, I didn't know that. She's a. She's a, com- a real muso. She's a comedy she used to come lover. See me. She used to come see me when I was a musician. And she's doing a book of comedian pictures. Okay. I yeah. participated yeah. in this book. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played like a '40s era Louis B. Mayer type guy. You know, That's which, perfect. Which I think is perfect for me. Yeah. Uh, I always fancy myself a uh, a. Um, Producer, yeah, big producer of motion pictures. Yeah, so the the idea is to do a, a gallery opening that's going to be a charity event. We still have a, this whole year to shoot. Uh-huh. The, the event will be at the end of the year. That's the plan right now. Okay. Uh, but recently, I just shot uh, Tracy Morgan and Jim Gaffigan. How did you get access to these people, Limor? What kind of feminine wiles did you un- unfurl? <laughs> um, well, you know what? I started out with the nicest guys here. Well, first of all, it started out with you saying it's okay. To approach the comedians, so I approached. That doesn't sound like the Noam Dorman I know. No, well, he said you're not gonna. <laughs> you don't know the Noam that answers to pretty girls. No, no, so. that, that was I know, not. I would say that 90% okay. of comedians would be thrilled to have a beautiful so, woman and, and approach. Everybody them. were just super nice because I'm doing this for charity, so they were so nice to give their time. And then when um, you know, charity is a racket. Do you know that? But go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, go ahead. but across uh, the board, that's a sweeping narrative. No, but but I no, I mean, <laughs> but the, I hear. I mean, every day we want to do this. It's for Lamar, charity. I believe you. Thank Don't you listen very to much. him. Yeah. No, you should know better. You know me for many well, years. Well, I'll tell so. you what. Uh, this is a picture of Tracy Morgan in front of, uh, I guess, at a Lamborghini. Ooh. Yeah, uh, we went. We went to the street where he grew up in the Bronx, and I shot him. But you know, after all these years, he comes back, and he's you know. Uh, and, and then we did another shot of him. This is Jim Gaffigan, but I will go back to that. Um, we did another shot of Tracy at the playground where he grew up playing. And uh-huh. here's Tracy in a swing. On a swing. Uh, just, just having, having the best, fun. best time ever. What I yeah. propose. He's a very kid at heart. Can, can so. I just say something? I know this is crazy, but just for, for Janine, what I mean is that a lot of what is. Cha- the charitable giving is a fortunate byproduct of a lot of what is done for reasons which, which are not charitable. It's for, for, to, to advancement, whatever it is, but they'll do it for charity, and the charity does well, benefit that, for, from it, and that's great. But they will. I get approached all the time by people who want to rope me into doing something, and they tell me it's for charity, and they, and they make me feel stupid for not wanting to do it, as if uh-huh. I'm as if some sort of Ebenezer so, so Scrooge. So my charity, go ahead, my go charity is for. But that's why I say it's a racket. Thanks, no. Not because my I'm charity, charity is for uh, children who suffer from anxiety and mental illness. And I think that that's a really... That sounds right up our alley. Well, I'm not yeah. perfect. That's, and I that's take why, it back. Thank you, you know, That's I why I approach comedians. You guys, yeah. I mean, com- comedians know what it's like to be anxious. Right. You know what it's like to have, you know, I think most humans know what it's like to be exactly. anxious and depressed. Exactly. And th- it's kind of close to my heart because I suffer from anxiety. I mean, everything that I do, I, I analyze a hundred thousand times. And... I know what it's like to be anxious, so I want to give to kids. That's 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 why it's close to my heart. It's not, you know, um, I could have done this. I Lamar, approached- you don't have to sell me on it. Gnome is just an awful, horrible, oh terrible scourge. You know, I'm, a, I'm, I'm sorry you had teller. to sit across from well, her. I mean, seriously, you know, like you, you behave like you don't even know me. What I, propose, I know her. What I propose, Lamar, I've is known uh, his father. Okay, like. And boy, are go, you in trouble now. Uh, we go way back. We go way Lamar, back. Lamar, what I propose is you you give Janine a card and. Yeah. And if she's interested, she calls you. I don't want to put her in a position where Absolutely. she feels obligated. I think you are. Here's did. my number, Murray Hill 7. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
and Jim Gaffigan's. That's Jim Gaffigan's shot. Um, we but we just have to say, aside from the the project and the charity and all that. These photos are really amazing I know photos. Yeah, nice, like they're nice really job. amazing yeah, she, she's photos. A, she's quite a good photographer. Yeah. I thank have, you, Noah. That I have to admit. I have no doubt. I have no uh, doubt. Thank you. Here. And a, a hot chick. You can pass oh, it no, no, yeah, Like I said, you don't have to sell me on it. I, no, I, just I, it. You had me at We went to McSorley's. <laughs> you know, with Jim Gaffigan, we went to McSorley's, which is a 160-year-old pub. And mm-hmm. with him, we did him uh, both as the bartender and as the uh, the coal miner. Right. He by the is way, one of the world's nicest guys. He is very nice. Jim nicest, doesn't, nicest. but Jim doesn't work here either. No, and I, I think I think that is a personal thing because I think you used to not use him he, back in the day. He's done the underground a few times. Wait, Wait but can you uh, can you answer here? Jim Captain's done sets. Can you answer um, just Gnome's question? You started to answer about how you got access to these. How I got access to yeah, to the the more celebrity. I've been friends with a lot of these guys for many, many years. I mean, you know, I've been friends with you know um, back in. Well, it all started really with Artie. Artie Fuqua, who's Why everything a very starts with Artie old, Fuqua. He's a very old friend of mine. And after he, he woke up from his coma, I called him and I said, I want to do your portrait. That's how the, the idea really started, just me wanting to shoot Artie. Mm-hmm. And then when I shot him, I realized, you know what? I can do something with this. I can do something good. And that's how it all started. So he was really the first guy, just because he woke up from a coma, that was the idea. And then it evolved. And then as more did, people did it, then other people yeah, became interested. You should do a series of people who have just woken from comas. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, now there's a book. But then, you know, because I've been, friends, I've been friends with Marina and, and, uh, and Greer Barnes. And we have to wrap it up. Because, okay. uh, but uh, what, but yes, uh, the, is there a website or start there's uh, no GoFundMe? Some, some, what can you... How can people uh, uh, no, follow, so this, follow up n- on this? Not yet. Nobody's following anything yet. The, the reason I'm here is because I want more comedians to know about this because I want, when I approach, we're like, oh, okay, yeah, sure, I'll do it. I what know What will the it. website be called? <laughs> the, I don't know yet. We're not at that stage. Dot com. Yes. I don't know. Dot <laughs> com. I don't right. know. I just, but you mentioned there's going to be an event and you're going to kind of release the book and yes. stuff. Yes. Right. At the Comedy Cellar, presumably. If it's for charity, I'm there. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> but he's going to be chagrined no, on the inside. I, I, have an, I have an organization that I, there's an organization that I'm in talks with right now, and we're probably going to do a pretty big event. So, um, yeah. But Limor, we, we have to wrap thank it up. Thank you. Nice to meet you. Uh, nice to meet you. These are I will I will these are really are beautiful photographs. Yeah, and she is a she is a talented photographer Ryan. and a beautiful woman Hi. and a wonderful mother. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Noam. Uh, J- Janine, I hope this is the beginning of a of a relationship. A that fruitful be I live right near here. I know I, I'm that. just right across the park. Uh, okay. Well, anyway, Does I, Janine I, qualify for 100% off on food? Absolutely. Okay. Oh, I don't like to eat in front of people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Janine, that, Hollywood told Janine she wasn't pretty for years, and she bought it. She always played the friend that wasn't quite uh, the beautiful one, yeah, you know, but, like with Uma Thurman in The Truth About Cats and Dogs. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, you know, it's... Uh, Lots of people feel that way. In any case, about themselves. In any case, Janine wa- was and is oh, a beautiful thanks. woman. It isn't. It true. wasn't true. It is now. It but isn't it wasn't true. No, it isn't true. I always thought you were hot. Anyway, uh, thanks, no. I did. I really did. I, I never. I never thought she was cast as being the, well, the not like, beautiful Well, like like with hit or miss uh, on, on stand up for me, it's case by case. It's an acquired taste. In, I, I saw you once on the Gary Shandling show when you were. You, there was something with you and Colin Quinn was your boyfriend or something. Yeah, yeah. and you were. Playing an attractive, like well, I was playing the person who was dating Colin Quinn, who was playing um, a, a rip torn son. Yeah. All right. Beryl Natterman says hi. 
Oh, hello. That's you, Beryl. Is that so the few name? Barrels. Does that name ring a bell? Yes, it does. Okay. That's Do you like the name Josie? From Camp. From Camp. Yeah. She was the first Beryl I met, and then I read a book about a famous Beryl. Uh, Beryl, somebody who like I think flew like with Amelia Earhart. Or oh, something. Beryl Markham, I think it is. It might be. Yeah. I think Beryl. But she Markham. was the first was a black, Beryl. Black uh, woman pilot. Or yeah, something. I believe so. And uh, but your sister was the first Beryl. Yes. And I remember her with short brown hair. And was she in my cabin? I, that I don't know, because okay. I didn't come up to visit. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank, Thank you very brother. much, everybody. Thank you, Jeanine Garofalo. Good Thank night, you. everybody. Good, Good night. night. Good night. Good night.